Hi and welcome to another episode of Talking Teachers with me, Emily DL, and my co-host. I'm Oliver from Oliver SLT from uh, Twinkle, Sector Manager for Senior Leadership. Um, so we're former teachers and leaders in school. We absolutely love being able to share this podcast with you. We really hope you enjoy the conversations that we bring to you. We've called this episode Celebrating Diversity, and I'm beyond excited to and honoured to introduce uh, our guest, Andrew Moffat, to the show. Welcome, Andrew. Hello, Emily, and uh, hello, Oliver. Thank you for having me. It's great to, great, great to meet you and to be here with you. It's great Thank to you. have you here. Thank you. How's your day? How's, how's today been for you? Oh, it's Thursday evening, so I am quite tired. Looking forward to the weekend. It's been a good day. What was I doing today? We were publishing our uh, our, uh, our non chronological reports. I'm a year four teacher, so we yeah. uh, we've been working on them for the last couple of weeks, and today we're writing them up. And uh, it's great. We had some some great paragraphs, some great descriptive language. Some great expanded noun phrases. Oh, it's excellent. <laughs> Sounds fun. Not long till the holidays as well. So, <laughs> yes. Um, Andrew, you've got an extensive list of achievements throughout your career. You've written No Outsiders, which is a curriculum about inclusive education and community cohesion, and now the CEO of the No Outsiders charity. You've put. You're a published author. You're a finalist for the Global Teacher Award. And not forgetting your MBA for services to equality and diversity in education. Have I missed anything? <laughs> I, I, I think that'll do. That, that, that's, that, that's, <laughs> that's pretty that's impressive, good. isn't it? <laughs> yeah, not something we could all say about ourselves. It's amazing, actually, to be honest. Um, we'll get to your important work with No Outsiders in a minute, but I just wanted to know about how you started in teaching and what got you into teaching in the first place and when. Yep, so I started in 1995, so it's what, 26 years ago now, and uh, I wasn't going to be a teacher, but I was, uh, I was a youth worker for a bit, and I used to work on the streets, I was a, a detached youth, work, youth worker, approaching gangs and just going, all right, and building relationships with them, um, and um, I, I, I realised, you know, that, that a lot of these young people who are on the streets uh, had something in common, they, a lot of them had been excluded from schools or were not or currently excluded from schools and thought well you know really maybe I need to be in a in a in a, in a school and um I worked on children's home for a bit but, but I was very young I found it too it wasn't what I expected it to be um and I was floundering around and someone said why don't you be a teaching assistant um and a job I found a job in infant schools as a TA and just absolutely loved it and thought right I'm going to be a teacher so That's how I started. yeah it's great yeah. it's absolutely great um did a PGCE and then um, yeah, been teaching since 1996. That's good. Yeah. And have you always taught primary? And have you always taught yeah. juniors, or did you? Did no, no, I, I've always taught primary. So yeah, Keisha's one, Keisha's one and two. Very early yeah. on, actually, I uh, specialised in in behaviour, behaviour management, and I did mm -hmm. lots of work in in uh, uh, Prus behaviour behaviour uh, groups, a nurture group for six or seven years. I was in. Uh, so I've always worked with children who have well, basically been excluded. Um, and trying to reintegrate children uh, back into mainstream but for the last few years I've, I've been in mainstream and uh, I, I'm just really enjoying actually at the moment I'm a, I'm a year four class teacher I'm assistant head in a school but I, I'm a full-time class teacher and I'm just loving really be, being being Mr Moffat again being and being a being, being, being just being a class teacher again it's just great isn't it mm -hmm. what's the best, the best bit way. about class teaching then Say again? We're talking across each other, aren't we? What's the best bit about classroom teaching then for you? 
I think, well, I just really like uh, the fact that I'm there every day, you know, we're there, we're there we, 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 we've got, we, we know why we're there, you know, uh, we enjoy it. It's about making it, making the day a good day for those children, you know, and, and getting to engaged in their learning and, and, and want to improve and, and want to get better. You know, it was just wonderful. When I, I can think of a, a lad in my class last week who, who said to me, I'm practicing my maths at home. Now that's just wonderful, you know, to have a kid because he was struggling. He was struggling with maths, and now he's practicing at home because he wants to do better. You know, that kind of thing. It's just so heartwarming, you know, because in the end, education is the key, isn't it? You know, out of poverty and out of you know, you know, it's it's the key. You know, that we need our children to you know to to want to learn and to want to do well in school. Yeah. Mm, yeah. Definitely that's amazing I love that I love it when that happens when they start talking about the things that you've been doing and they say they've been doing it at home I was a music teacher so I was quite lucky that I got kind of you know kids saying oh I've been practicing a keyboard or you know my mum bought me a keyboard and I love that I love that um I'd be amazed if there's anyone in teaching who hasn't heard of you Andrew um but for the small number that haven't uh can you expand on what No Outsiders is and your motive behind what writing it Yes, so no, so I actually started. I didn't invent it actually. It started in two thousand and six. It was a it was a university, an academic project for two years, and it was uh, based on how to teach about sexuality in primary schools. It was the first time I think, what I want to acknowledge that this had been done in primary schools. It was a very academic uh, project. Thirteen schools were were in the project. I applied to be in it, and 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 I, and, I, and they had me. I was I was my school was in it, and it was great, really. And then I, I wrote I wrote a resource called "Challenging Homophobia in Primary Schools." It was a very short resource. It wasn't ever published, but just about exploring how to teach about different families in a primary school setting. Uh, but it wasn't really until you know, that stopped in 2008 and, and it, it just stopped. It, it was only a two year project. So there was nothing after that for, you know, four or five years. But I liked the term no outsiders. Mm. And it wasn't until 2014 when um, I hit a bit, a bit of a brick wall in, in the school I was in at the time and uh, we're doing this work. And I sort of realised that the key to this work in primary schools is not to separate equalities out so there was a perception that I was doing gay lessons in this primary school and I absolutely wasn't but the problem is if you call your resource challenging homophobia in primary schools it's very hard to argue it's not gay mm. lessons it's, it's certainly it's about race or gender or disability and so I realized then that you know two things number one you can't just single, single things out and number two you've got to bring parents with you so mm. that's really when I wrote Now Outside of 2014 and the purpose of it was was to bring everything together you know so you don't have you know the disabled lesson you know the race lesson the gender lesson the the this you know the, the gay lesson that you have lessons in, in primary schools you have lessons about difference and about you know um a, a diversity and you bring in those lessons you bring in how we're different yeah. and I think the term no outsiders is, is a fantastic term to use in primary schools because it's accessible for a four-year-old because all four-year-olds understand what it means to be left out mm. and no one wants to be left out. So yeah. the, 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 what you do is you teach children for the first moment they come in, there's no outsiders here, you know, mm. uh, and no one's left out. And, um, you know, for a four and five-year-old, it's as simple as that. When we get to year, you know, year six and, you know, and 10, 11-year-olds, you're talking about, well, 
there could be outsiders, couldn't there? You know, what for what reason might someone feel like an outsider? You know, how do we make sure that no one does feel like an outsider? Um, and you talk about, you know, the groups we have in school, you know, and the different identities and intersectionality, you know, um, and you talk about how it's our job to make sure that everyone feels welcome. How do we do that? You know, yeah. but it all starts with four-year-olds that we play together. Yeah. You've also been involved in training adults, haven't you, as well, not just working with children. Have you noticed changes in attitudes over the time that you've been doing that? Yeah, definitely. And I can remember the very, very first time I did a training on this was back when I was doing the original No Outsiders um, uh, project, was was just an LGBT project. And I can remember going to a school, and, and the first book I ever found with an LGBT context was it's called Hello Sailors by Ingrid somebody or other. I've still got it somewhere. And it's, it's the first book I ever found. And the point of it was it was a sailor uh, in a lighthouse looking out to sea for his sailor to come back. And in the end, he just come back. Then they disappear. So it's, it's very, um, you know, I mean, you might not realise that they were gay. In fact, maybe they weren't gay. You know, it could have been good chums. Who knows? Yes. But, yeah, there was a, there was a subject. Companions. Exactly. <laughs> yes, good, good mates. Um, but 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 anyway, I can remember taking it into a school and a teacher really quite sort of, you know, um, I remember her reading the back cover about it says something like showing that every love is equal and her reading it as though every love wasn't equal. You know, say, well, you know, yeah. what's this? You know, but you see, that was 2006. You know, it's, 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 well, it's a different, I've not experienced anything like that for, for well, since I've been doing no outsiders from, from teachers, you know, from adults. You know, I, I, do, I do lots of training and to students as well. You know, I, I, I have only experienced um, enthusiasm you know in my it's my experience that people want to do this work they, they understand what this work is and also importantly what it isn't um, it's not about sex you know they understand what it is and people um, like it because because you know because I'm a teacher uh, I know what I'm doing I'm you know I'm not new to this you know I've been yeah. doing it for mm. 20 years I feel like I know what I'm doing so I know how to make the plans accessible I know what what I want to see in lesson plan and so, so, so I, 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 I think I'm good at lesson plans. You know, I've, I've been doing it for a long time. You know, yeah. so teachers like it. Teachers like them. Do you find that they're actually they're enthusiastic because they, um, it, they're learning something that maybe they've never kind of considered before, or you know, do you find that's kind of why they're not why they're enthusiastic, but that really it's kind of a learning thing? Because I would say like you said, 2006, there wasn't anything, we weren't talking about those issues necessarily, no. even in 2006. Um, yeah, so I think it's maybe like a, a willingness to learn. Yeah, I think people are enthusiastic because, because, they, because they want to do it, they want to do this work, but, but understandably, there's still a bit of reticence about, well, how do we do it, you know? Yeah. And, and, is it appropriate to talk about four to four-year-olds about LGBT? You know, there's, there's still this sort of a discussion, you know. So I, it's it, it's my experience that people are enthusiastic because because they know it's the right thing to do, you yeah, know, right. and, and they want to do it. So and and, and and this is like a like an like a like a, an open door to say, right, mm -hmm. here's how we can do this work. Yeah. Do you find the reticences from adults rather than children, though? Yeah, I mean, and to be fair, I, I mean, I, I, I don't really see reticence from uh, teachers. Mm -hmm. I, I really talk, talk, about, uh, talk, talk about the media, really. Often the yes. media you know, uh, jump on that, you know. Mm -hmm. um, um, 
Certainly, yeah. I mean, children are, 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 are love no outsiders in the quality work because mm. it makes them feel safe. Um, you know, I've, I've, I don't think I've ever had a no outsiders lesson that's that's gone wrong in a class because children I find are quite passionate about yeah. it's about justice actually. Just especially primary school children. I don't have much experience with secondary school to be honest, but primary school children are very, um, you know. Uh, uh, they, they have a thing about things being right and things being yeah. fair. You know, mm. you playground duty, you sit out all the time. You know, that's mm-hmm. fair. That's not fair. You know, children yeah. being kept in because one person's been talking. You know, that's not fair. You know, so mm-hmm. this fits into that because it's 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 not fair to face discrimination because of your skin colour, because you like dolls, or because you talk in a different way or you look yeah. different you know um and when you do writing with children they're, they're full of this stuff about you know you can be who you are and you can be who you want to be and i will be your friend you know it, it yeah. I, train that I, I pull it i pull this word drips out of children actually mm-hmm. you know it, it comes naturally to them yeah it's brilliant yeah i've i would say in my experience as well in uh school i was in a secondary school so i was a bit older a bit kind of you know have their opinions a little bit um and when I came out, I was, it was eight years ago, I was only 31. And the, the, ch- the children were far more, um, I would say, accepting and far more understanding. And they were very protective of me. Um, you know, they were quite, you know, they quite, they wanted to make sure I was okay, which I found was, you know, was, was lovely. And there is a beautiful thing about those kind of children that, just go yeah no that's right and it, I often find that I mean it wasn't all adults but you know a bit more kind of um, resistance I suppose or animosity from from adults than it was the children. Yeah I had an interesting experience this year when I, when I joined this class uh, in uh, in January and um, and uh, and I, I'd been there for about four or five weeks it's year four so what they're sort of eight eight nine eight nine or ten uh, and um it, I was aware after a couple of weeks that I don't know if they know that I'm gay because I've always my last school because knew I was gay you know for my last three schools I I, I, I came out um I said do they know that I'm gay and I couldn't really think of how to sort of I didn't want to make an issue of it but I didn't also didn't want to I, I, I saw I, I, it was bothering me and it got to about six or seven weeks in and then we had um we had LGBT history month and we, were, we always watch a uh, news round every day and there was a segment on news round about it and I thought oh this will be my chance someone will say you know make a comment but uh, no one did because I think you know just yeah. the, 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 don't care actually about this kind of yeah. stuff and uh, eventually I managed to do it when a kid called someone gay it's like yes fantastic I can, uh, this is this is it if this is the wrong you know but you know you know what I mean I was waiting for an mm-hmm. opportunity I said, "Oh, oh, oh, dear! Um, you do, you know that I'm gay, don't you?" And it's sort of, a, "Oh, yeah." And then, that was, and so that was it. And no one's called anyone gay since, you know. Yeah. But, uh, you know, um, and and again, you know, th- th- these are young kids who are not bothered about whether I'm gay or not. You know, yeah, and it's just not an issue, though, is it? They, it's not they an treat issue. you as you. No, absolutely. Yeah. I had exactly the same thing happened because I didn't come into school one day, you know, after I'd come out and, you know, I had my pride flag and Diana Ross playing, I'm mm. coming out. It wasn't anything like that. It was mm. it was exactly the same kind of moment as you had where another child turned and called the other one gay. Oh, shut up, you gay. And I said, well, actually, when you say that <laughs> and you're saying, what do you mean by that? Well, he's stupid. I said, well, you know, that's what you're calling me because I'm, I'm gay. And they were like, oh, sorry, miss. And that was it. Yeah. 
Yeah. And they, yes. didn't, they just didn't do that in school, in, in my class anymore. And if they did, they'd go, oh, I didn't mean it, miss. I'm not talking about you. Sorry, I didn't mean to offend you. Mm-hmm. You know, because it was so, they were so used to just using that slur. But yeah. eventually, um, it just became a really nice accepting environment in my classroom. And I'd have the odd, like, I remember always, I always remember one moment of a kid in the middle of a music lesson, hand up, miss, is it true you're a lesbian? And I just was like, yeah, it is. But would you ask your teacher down the hall if it's true they were straight? And they were mm. like, um, oh, no, no, I wouldn't. So I just kind of had that learning opportunity yeah. with them. And it, it, they don't mean it. They don't mean harm by what they say, I don't think. I think yeah, actually exactly. curiosity is quite healthy. Um, and yeah. we as teachers shouldn't necessarily respond in a, you shouldn't be saying that, stop saying that, get out of my classroom, you're naughty. You know, to have that empathy and that understanding of where they're coming from, uh, I think is far more healthier than kind of chastising their curiosity. Yes, yes. I, I want people to um to talk if they are if they are worried about this kind of stuff. I don't want them to bottle it up. You know, let's have a discussion, you know, about, you know, my dad says it's not right. Let great. Let's because you're you're right. Yeah. Some people don't don't feel comfortable about it. So what do we do about that when we say when yeah. we say no outsiders, you know? I don't want anyone to feel like an outsider because their dad says some, something that, that I don't agree with, or even because they don't agree with it. We're allowed to disagree, actually. You know, mm. we can have we can disagree and still have respect for each other and still yeah. get along. Yeah, and I think Yeah, I'm not a thought police. I'm, I'm not telling children what to think. You know, I, 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 I want children to understand that it's okay to disagree, but the key is we respect each other and we don't hurt each other. Yeah. yeah, perfect. Um, there's no, it's no secret. There's been some challenges, and then we're talking a little bit about challenges when you're teaching children. But you've had some quite horrific challenges, I would say, as a teacher. You know, having to walk into school when there's protests outside your school. Um, how how was that? I mean, I can't imagine it with anything but horrific. But you know, I re- I really respect the fact that you had to do that, and that's something that. Um, I don't know if I could do that. Um, well, um, I think you surprise yourself. I, I, I think I think you, you would, Emily, if, if, if you're in a position because because anyone in that position, you know, you have two choices, don't you? You sink or swim, you know. And I was always uh, thinking, well, if I give in, if I if I stop, then what message does that does that yeah. uh, send? And you surround yourself with, you know, I was lucky to have, well, was I lucky? Actually, it was just the way it was that the head teacher and the governors were absolutely brilliant. You know, the staff team were just fantastic, you know, so supportive and quite, you know, at a time just frustrated that this was, these accusations were being levelled at us that just weren't true, you know, that, that yeah. gay lessons and oh, just, you know, it was very frustrating when we've been doing that silence for four years in that school and to mm. suddenly have these protests about work that have been going on for four years like where's this come from yeah. you know uh, if the protests had come out when we first started doing it i think it would have been different you know but yeah. after four years you're not going to stop after four years because well mm. well it works we mm. had offset in that time we got outstanding not as it was a key strength to the school you know we're not going to now turn around and say oh okay we'll stop doing it then you know mm. what we will do is re-engage we will you know pause for a bit and i think that's the right thing to do at a time because yeah. you know um the priority is to find a way 
to work with our parents again and to and to get our quality work back you know and that's what we did and now we're doing no outsiders again yeah. you know so it, it, it's the long game really and the key is you know um, I don't blame anyone at all you know I, it's for me it's about you know there were perceptions you know going around that uh, and, and you can't ignore perceptions and you you have to work with them and we did work with them and we got through it and I, and I would say that we got through it with our parent community yeah yeah great is I there anything oh sorry I was going to say, is there anything you do differently next time if those perceptions came round? Do you know, I don't think there is because I don't think we could have done anything differently to, to no. stop it. You know, I, I don't think we did anything wrong. Um, uh, so I there's nothing I can think of now that I would do differently. I'm just really, really pleased that, you know, the parent community, um, you know, worked with us and together we got through it you know yeah. and now the school is confidently doing no outsiders i think there's something right. really powerful about the fact that your your school community basically came around you and didn't move and you're right yeah. I, when i think about it i think yeah actually i would go through those protests yeah. 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 because i'm not ashamed of who i am uh, i've got no I'd, I'm not being, um, you know, there's nothing untoward going on. And the fact that, you know, you had the support from your head and the rest of the staff. And I think even the children were quite supportive as well, weren't they? Yeah. Yes. Yes. So they that, shows, that shows that you've embedded what you were doing as well, doesn't that's it? Right. If you're yes. talking about no, no outsiders and then everybody comes together around you and says, actually, there are no outsiders. We stand yes. with everyone here whatever their differences are, that's really, really powerful, even though it's a horrible thing to have to go through. Yes, and there were parents who were very supportive, but of course they were never on the news because they're not interesting, you know, but there were parents who were saying, yeah, this work is important, you know. Um, so, yeah, and the other thing that was good about that, about, uh, that was the support we got from other schools and from the mm -hmm. teacher community, you know, um, my, you know, uh, my Twitter feed exploded, you know, and actually yeah. it really shows actually how useful social media is social media gets a bad name often doesn't it but in times mm -hmm. like this actually it's great because people were able to contact me now at the same time i did get lots of nasty people contacting me but you just block them you never hear from them again mm -hmm. you know yeah. fine i don't read it you just get rid of it uh there were thousands of people that contacted me to say you know we support you you know so that was great as well we, we got people sending hampers of food to our school you know we got groups lgbt groups like young people sending cards and presents to our staff team that sat in the staff room you know and that was great for the staff as well because that really showed the staff how important this work was it was being watched by people who were vulnerable who mm. needed us to carry on to carry on i was yeah. i sent i sent a card to your head teacher. oh thank you <laughs> i said i said you know i'm watching what's going on um i'm you know someone who feels deeply about this and i just want to send my support but you know i couldn't do anything else other than that but um yeah, that's enough wanted... that's enough it, it, it sits in a staff room and it's uh yeah. you know imagine if no one had sent a card you know mm. and, and and teachers think well are people supportive you know yeah. um so so every card or letter or note or phone call that a school got you know was it was a piece of armor for us mm -hmm. yeah I, I suppose that shows uh, a shift in time a little bit I think I don't know whether you 
would have got such support I don't know in 2006 or no, 1996 when you started you know it was um mm-hmm. I think it's it's definitely a shift in time and that's reassuring for us I think we've still got a long way to go yep. I'd yeah. like I'd like there to be a point where we don't have to label anything you know we just um we don't have to come out we don't have to label ourselves yeah. we could just introduce our partner yeah. and that's acceptable um but I, I wondered about um listeners who are part of the lgbt plus community and in teaching particularly and if you have any advice for them because it's not easy i think you know we do come up against challenges um what advice might you have for for teachers who might be struggling with their um, I don't know. Well, I suppose with their identity within school. Yeah. My advice is to is is to focus on the long game. You know. Uh, you know what the most important thing is. The most important thing is that you, as a gay teacher, whether you're out or not, the most important thing is that you keep going to that school and the kid, the kid, and you're still that uh, that those kids' teacher. Because even if they don't know that you're gay, you are gay and you're their teacher. You know. Yeah. That's what's the most important thing. You know. You might come out, you might not come out, you know. Like I said, I, I wasn't out to my kids for at least eight, nine weeks, you know, and that's after, like, you know, I mean, I've been on the news and stuff, you know, you thought, you know, you thought it'd be easy yeah. for me. But, you know, but, it, but it, you know, even I was struggling with that. How do I do it? How do I do it? When's the right place to do it? You'll know when it's the right time to do it, you know, and when it's the right time, you can do it. But actually, it might never come, but that's okay as well, because because as long as the, the important thing is is that you you are in that school you know um and you know who you are you know and and that's yeah. that's the important thing you know yeah the, 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 the rest of them the, the rest of the world can capture up you know uh, uh, and you'll know when it's time you know uh, I, I had an interesting conversation with with, a, with an nqt actually um uh, quite recently who messaged me about exactly this and um, you know he felt quite isolated. He said the staff didn't know, and you know. And I said, you know, what? Well, I, I, I had a friend in my last school called Lorna, and I said, I said, you need a Lorna. That's what you need. You need a Lorna. You know, Lorna used to be my friend. We used to, you know, we used to, we used to go out for drinks, you know. But she, importantly, she'd, she'd be the one I'd raise eyebrows with in the staff room when someone says something ridiculous. You know, she'd be the one that we get go behind the counter. For, for goodness' sake, did you hear that? You know, yeah. you need a Lorna. You know, yeah. find there'll be someone in the staff room who can be your ally. Ally, come out to them. That can be your person. You only need, you only need one ally. Anyway, yeah. I, I said to him, I, I said, I said to him, I'm going to give you a target. I'm going to message you back in a month's time, and I want to know who your Lorna is. Mm-hmm. And he, he, he now has a Lorna. So that's right. good. And that's it. You just need to find an, an, an ally. So that's the other thing I would say to people: find an ally. There'll be someone who's who's going to be going to have your back. Yeah, for definite. And I think um, uh, we are the we're the real models. I like the term real models, not role models. We're we're role models, but we're real models. We're just living it. We don't have to talk about our sexuality. Mm -hmm. No one talks about whether they're straight or not. You don't announce to your class that you're straight. Um, You you can just mention your partner. You can say, oh, my wife or, you know, Mm -hmm. my husband or my boyfriend, girlfriend and and just bring it as part of the conversation, I think, rather than you don't need to do an announcement. And yeah. we just live as an example that we're not monsters. We're not these yeah. things to be feared. We're just people and that's it, human to human. Yeah, I can remember when I first went to uh, my, my last school and, uh, you know, talking to my head um, about, uh, you know, uh, uh, starting this work off there and she said to her said to me what is your ultimate aim here Andy so said, said so what is it that when will you know that the work is done that you've achieved what you wanted and I noticed on her table 
she had a photo of her and her husband and her son. And I said, the, uh, the time when I know I, I can do this is when I've got a photo on my table of me and my husband. And I remember her saying, you're absolutely right. So that's our target then. She said, I want to know when you're when able to put up. Now, it was three years, actually. But yeah. fine. You know, it's the long game, you know. Yeah. And I can remember her being, her giving me a massive hug when the day I said to her, I've got a photo of. You know, yeah. and I said, and I remember saying, we made it, you know, we made it, you know, because so, you know, people often will underestimate the support they'll have from their senior leaders and from their head teachers and their managers, you know, you know, she was absolutely brilliant, you know, and, and, and many, many heads will be like that. Yeah, mm. there are. Thinking about senior leaders, though, is there anything that they can either do better or do more of to really embed celebration of diversity in schools? Um, well, when I was talking to the, the, this um, um, NQT uh, uh, recently, one of the things that he was saying was that uh, he found it difficult because people didn't know that he was gay. In the staff room, people would use language sometimes that he would find difficult. Yeah. And, and he thought, I don't I can't, don't feel able to challenge them because on my own. And what if they say, why are you gay then? So as a senior leader, I think it's really good to, th to think about well, what language is being used in, in staff rooms and public places and what messages are we giving as a staff team about what's appropriate and what's not appropriate, you know, because you probably wouldn't. I would, I'd be surprised if in this day and age you'd get racist language used. So maybe I'm naive, but I'd be surprised, you know. Yeah. It needs to be the same, doesn't it? For, 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 you know, for very subtle, language. very subtle messages, isn't it, by what you allow yes. to happen and what you exactly. turn a blind eye yeah. to around yeah. the edges. Yeah. Yeah, and the whole thing about banter and all that, you know, just just think about, you know, if this was about race, would it be funny? Yeah. You know, um, and so, so I think as a senior leader, it's just things like that. Just, just being aware of, of you know, of of yourself being a, a real model, you know, a role model, you know, yeah. and just being clear about what you expect from your staff team in terms of language being used and, and behaviours. Mm -hmm. Fantastic. And I think as well, um, in when you get into secondary school to have um, just representation in as much as you can in within subjects. Um, so when you're looking at, you know, modern foreign languages, you've got a representation of the spectrum of families that people will be experiencing, two mums, two dads. Um, you could have it with the books that you read in English, you know, to be able to embed that properly into the DNA of a school, I think is important. So that it doesn't become... A big like issue we're only just studying yeah. this because it's pride month or we're only doing this because it's lgbt history month no no we exist every single day of the, of yes. the year yeah. um, yes so represent mm -hmm. us every single day of the year yeah yeah and great that people are having like this week people are having like you know rainbow days tomorrow stuff and wearing rainbow t-shirts that, that's absolutely wonderful but what happens next week and what happens the week after you know uh, you know it's just it's just need to think about what what our curriculum is 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 doing and you know we're not just having that language just for one day are we you know that's the problem with celebrations you see is it, yeah. it you do it for one day then, then, then that's it you know yeah. it's far more uh um you know important far more effective to have a, an ethos you know that that drives inclusion um every day and mm. and and every week yeah absolutely if so we've got we've got a couple of minutes left uh, before we run out of time but i just wanted to ask if people want to get involved with no outsiders what do they need to do what kind what do you offer schools in terms of support and training 
Yeah. So I do loads of training, but my mat is fantastic where I work because they allow me to go out. And basically when I go out, people pay cover for me for my class. So, you know, so there's no profit involved, you know, it just works, you know. So um, uh, I often go out at least one day a week, sometimes two days a week. Uh, you know, I do training in school. So the, the most popular training, training I do is I go into a primary school for a day and I teach lessons across the school. So the, the aim is half hour in each class let's try and get every teacher every class to have a no outside lesson so that every teacher gets to see a, a lesson gets to see their children engaging with it with the lesson At the end of the day we have an inset um i, I also do to do, do our insets there's lots of virtual stuff at the moment you could do our insets after school you know try lights whole day staff training half day staff training so there's loads of stuff that i can do what i will say is if people are interested in outside do look at the website no-outsiders.com um and i need funds because you know because the, because the people who want to stop this work they have funds if you look at the protests on youtube outside my school there are banners there and trucks with pa systems yeah. That were not made by parents, you know. Okay. So as funding as well. So we need funds as well. So I sell lots of merchandise, I sell water bottles, size coffee mugs, you know, posters, you know, and it all goes to you know supporting, you know, this work in schools. I, I, I'm making a, a film in two weeks, you know, in a couple of schools that you know will be a, a great training film for school for September, you know, and we're having a family festival at Birmingham Pride in September, touch wood, hope it's going, it goes ahead, you know. Mm -hmm. So you know these are all things it's about visibility you know and uh, just have a look at the website there's so much stuff on there you know i do an assembly picture blog every week where i do assembly plans that you can download you know about current events um you know because there's so much stuff you can bring into now outsiders this week the assembly was about the taking a knee in the football games you know the fact that england and scotland did it together scotland team originally weren't going to do it but they did it on friday you know you know that's really interesting that's a great discussion why do they change their mind you know why are they doing it why are they doing that you know all this stuff you can talk you can talk about you know um, so look at the website there's films on there already just have a look and uh and buy a badge or a water bottle please definitely okay um andrew it's been incredible to talk to you i'm sorry we don't have more time we've got a question from someone on twitter who's asked about because uh, i asked for questions and one, one question that's come in just before we finish is um what impact will one britain one nation have on school children's attitudes to diversity right yes i've been panicking all week that someone in my school is gonna say oh let's sing that song on friday because i said mm -hmm. oh, no I don't want to yeah. have that discussion really about because you know what what do I feel about that you see the thing is you know I think for me maybe it comes from the right place you know but I do worry about you know uh, for me I want all children to know that they belong whether they're British or not so I've got a kid in my class who's from Greece you know but that's great isn't it you know that I want him yeah. to he, he, he's Greek he speaks mm. Greek he's in my class I don't want him to sing a song about being British because he's Greek, you know. Now maybe he's right. Greek British. Maybe he wants to be. He might be in the future, you know. Maybe he is now. But I don't want to have this discussion with him really. I, I want him to be welcome, whoever he is. So, yeah. to one Britain, one age. I'm not. I'm not sure how helpful it is. You know, I want the children to know that they belong. You know, we talk about British values in my school all the time. You know, mm -hmm. mutual respect, you no know, tolerance, different faiths and beliefs, rule of law. You know. We can do that without having it this day, you know. Again, it comes back to the same as the Pride days, you know. Yeah, Look, if you want to do it, it's fantastic, lovely. But I think it's it's more impactful to have 
um, a curriculum and ethos that feeds yeah. into this sense of belonging all year round, not just one day where you sing a song. Perfect. And I think uh, that's a great way to finish this conversation. We've had such a beautiful time with you. Mm -hmm. I'm a big fan of what you do. I'll be supporting you all the way as much as I can. Everyone go and check out uh, No Outsiders website. Check Andrew out on Twitter. Give him some support. And uh, thanks so much for joining us tonight, Andrew. You've been Thank fantastic. you so much, Andrew. It's been brilliant. Thank you. Well, thank you very much to you too as well. It's great to talk to you and, and, and have a great summer. You too. Thank you.